Hello and welcome to this episode of the Dallas Christian College Leadership Podcast. Our weekly podcast focuses on current topics and events that are shaping our society, the world of education, and the local church. I'm your host, Scott Spees, Director of Advancement here at DCC, and we are continuing in our series of podcasts highlighting the ministries of DCC alumni, which we have titled, Where Are They Now?, Joining us today are two alumni of the college, Mr. David Sosa and Mrs. Thais Little. David graduated from DCC a couple of years ago in 2019 with a degree in biblical ministries. He married a fellow DCC graduate, Savannah Johnson, just about a year ago, right, David? Yeah. yeah. Okay, and David currently serves as an associate pastor at Central Christian Church in Richardson, Texas. So, David, it's good to have you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thais graduated from DCC in 2010 with a degree in secondary education, and she's currently the head volleyball coach, senior admissions counselor, and she is also the resident director for our women's dorm, where she and her husband, DCC alum John Little, live with their three kids. Thais was a recent guest for a podcast that we did back in June that focused on servant leadership, and we're glad to have you back for today's topic, Thais. Thank you. Glad to be back. Facilitating that topic is the voice of the DCC Leadership Podcast, as well a DCC graduate, Mr. Mark Worley. And Mark, you asked specifically for these two alums because of their connection with a Kingdom Week mission trip that you did several years ago and its relevance to what's taking place in the world today. So I'm going to turn it over to you so we can get that discussion going with David and Thais. Yeah, thanks, Scott. Yeah, I did, because when you're talking about current and relevant events, I don't think there could be anything more current or relevant than what we experienced in 2018. Um, we took a group of students and a couple of uh, alum, and we, we took uh, a group to Amman, Jordan. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we really understood the full impact of what that, what that trip was going to be like. Over a 14-day period, we ministered to 55 refugee families. Yeah and uh, help them with food and uh, also listen to their stories. And I, I don't know about these two guys, but man, uh, in the news, as the United States pulls out of Afghanistan, and they talk a lot about those who are left behind, what they're gonna experience. And, and we, I don't know if it's a privilege uh, that what we experience, but we literally talked with and ex- and visited with uh, those who had been left behind in Iraq mainly and also some from Afghanistan Mm -hmm. but some of the situations there all three of us were in different groups that went out and visited four or five families every time we went out and uh, we supplied food prayed for them uh, listened to their story and in the news now they're talking about NGOs uh, that are government organizations that work with them and that's who we worked with so uh, David, uh, you know, let's start with you on this. Uh, man, uh, what was that experience like of going to Amman, Jordan, and being, uh, I mean, we talked about being right in front of the news here. So, yeah. No, I, I think, I think you, you were just right in saying. We, I think at that point we didn't know how impactful it was going to be. And, and just looking at the news today, it's just like we're seeing it with different eyes. Uh, I know it breaks my heart just to to know that there's going to be families left behind. Uh, but the experience there was just, um, 
amazing just to see that in the midst of what those families were going through there was still joy in in their hearts they they, they were joyful and and I just want to share a story real quick with the, with the family. Yeah. Um, it was a family of six. They were living in this like twenty by twenty room, just one room for a family of six. And and I just remember, you know, we we had translators, and and I just remember asking them like, "So how are you guys doing?" And 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 their answer was just so impactful because they were like. We are just fine. We are okay. We know that everything is going to be okay. And this is a family that was relocated from their home. They were kicked out of their country mm-hmm. because of their beliefs. And in the midst of all of that, they were like, we're fine. We're okay. So I think for me that that, that was like the whole experience just to know that, man, a, a lot can, can be going on, but, but they still had joy. So. Yeah. Uh, Thais, what about you? Uh, what was that experience like for you? Um, it was definitely uh, an opportunity to change my perspective um, because, again, we were talking to people that were forced out of their home. Um, they left all of their belongings behind. Uh, family was most important to them. And so I know where we are now, you know, we would grab cell phone, laptop, you know, if we were in that situation. But they, they value their family so much. That's, that's what they took. Um, and then even like we were there to deliver food, all the families we met with were so gracious and generous with the little things that they had um, and kept offering things to us. And we're just looking around at their the place they're living, these small rooms. And mm-hmm. you go into the bathroom, you're like, oh, man, where's the toilet? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> they don't have much. Um, but, yeah, the, the joy that they are safe, they're with their family, it was like I said, it definitely changed my perspective. Yeah. You, you know, I, I can remember when they would give us drinks or, or <laughs> something to eat. Mm-hmm. We'd look at each other. Are we gonna? Are we gonna get sick? Is this okay? Yeah. And we were like, okay, here we go. Let's do it. And none of us really got no. sick. That was yeah, pretty no. amazing. Yeah. I mean, there was some pretty interesting stuff mm-hmm. that they shared with us, but it was from their heart. Yeah. You know? So, uh, David, we've talked about, you know, the the just the stories. Mm. You heard was there a particular story that stood out to you yeah no definitely um like you said we, we just visited a lot of families and there were so many uh heartbreaking stories but th- there was one in particular that that i remember till this day like very vivid um it was this family uh it, it was a large family i can remember exactly how many but um they were waiting in a refugee camp in iraq just waiting um, to, to you know, be, be relocated to another country. And while, you know, if you don't know, in these refugee camps, it's like they're, they're just living, hundreds, thousands of people just living in, in tents. And there was this family, and, and the dad was just ready to, you know, to give up. You know, he was ready to, to commit suicide for him and his whole family. And he tells a story that uh, pretty much like co- like hours before he's about to go through with this, like um, they they call his name that they're being relocated. So just to just to see how the 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 struggles that we're going to, the pain that we're going to, um, that's how much um, they were going through during that time to the point that they were about to give up. Yeah. So just to know that they were struggling that much was was just impactful for sure. 
Yeah, what about you, Tace? Is there a story that stands out to you? Well, one of the common things that I heard um, was there were families that watched their family members being murdered. Mm. And so they had to leave out of fear because they got to witness what could happen to them, to their children, to their spouses. So just to, I, I couldn't even imagine watching something like that and be so fearful that, I, you know, I just have to get out. And mm. even, even to the extent where you're, you would think if you took your life and your own family's life, that would be much better mm. than what they were experiencing there. It's just, just stories after stories after stories of that. Almost not that it was normal, but I mean, like that was their normal. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, it, it was almost overwhelming to our group. Mm. I mean, I, I can remember uh, thinking, man, we should have brought a counselor along here <laughs> because man, I know, Thais, you were with my son, yep. and man, he was just <laughs> sobbing that first night. Every I mean, story, he's be yeah. in the corner. <laughs> you yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're laughing about it, but I mean, yeah. man, yeah. it wasn't just him. I mean, we were all, we had a debrief every night mm-hmm. and shared a lot of these stories. Yeah, I. Uh, one story that stood out to me was... Uh, uh, a woman with yeah several kids and one of her uh, her daughters had been uh, killed, but she was in a mall or something like a mall, and two guys just walked up and said, "Hey, you you own a beauty shop, and you're making women beautiful, so you need to die." And they stabbed her six mm-hmm. times, yeah. and I just thought, and no one would help them because they were afraid that they would be retaliated against. I mean, I remember the the husband said that he had uh, gotten her out into their truck and they had to drive 100 miles away to find any kind of aid because they were afraid of repercussions. Uh, It's just, man, that's just one Mm -hmm. of many stories. Uh, You know, one one family was having a Bible study and they threw a hand grenade Mm -hmm. in the middle of them and she was the only one who survived, but she had a piece of shrapnel Uh, in her back and and they didn't think that she would ever have be able to have children and she had just uh, given birth to a child successfully and I remember man everybody that was around in that house house where she was was just celebrating the birth of that child that she survived the birth of the child and that child was the only one else that was left in the family I mean, I can remember, it's like, hey, we need a break from this. We need a break <laughs> from these stories. It's just like over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, so, so David, we'll, we'll come back to you. So what, what was your thought about all this? I mean, uh, you know, the stories that you heard, uh, how did that impact you personally? You know, I, I think most of us, we had the same um, kind of reaction of, Man, we we have it. We we live like in a bubble back here in the U.S. Um, like we think we're struggling, and yeah, sure we have problems, right? But and then sometimes we I don't. For me, I was like, man, this is what persecution looks like. You know, like they, they were going after them because of what they believed, um, and and it was just you know like like Tai said earlier, it changed my perspective. You know, it changed the perspective on like man would i be willing to to give up everything just like them 
would I be willing just to leave everything behind, everything that I worked for my whole life, like businesses, everything. Mm-hmm. They were leaving everything behind. I do remember this family, um, they, they had so much in their house and they just had to leave it all behind. And, and just that, you know, it's like that, that question for myself, would I be willing to do the same? Yeah, and, and you were talking earlier about the, the signs on, mm. the, on the houses. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so, you know, mm. m- m- most of the Christian homes that, that were in Iraq, um, so ISIS and Al-Qaeda and, and all of these organizations, they would mark Christian homes with, with the N in, uh, in their language that, that meant for Nazarene. And that's how they knew there was a Christian family um, living in that house and and it it was not a good thing it is, it's not like they were like look this these guys are Christian no it was because they were a target so they would put this N at their house because they knew like look there's a Christian family there so that's who you need to go kill that's who you need to go and burn their house and and that was they had a target in their bags in their own home just because they believed in God and in, in Jesus uh, Thais, what about you? I mean, what, what did this do, you know, this, uh, these stories, this, uh, how did it impact you? Um, well, like I said, it changed my perspective. Um, I also, I guess, started to take my boldness in sharing faith mm-hmm. more seriously um, or just want to be more intentional, not withholding from who I get to talk to or anything like that because those people don't get the opportunity to. Um, I don't have restrictions like they do. You know, I'm not fearing for my life if I go to the store and talk to the cashier and say, hey, where you go to church? Or, you know, things like that. Just those conversations, simple conversations that we have the opportunity to have with people that we meet with on a daily basis. Um, other people across the world are being martyred, yeah. killed for it. Yeah, you know, uh, one, one of the things that was kind of a, a weird side effect is, you know, the people who did these things to them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got to the point where I was like, what kind of, you know, I almost started thinking of them as animals. I mean, it's like, what kind of animal mm-hmm. would do the things, that, the stories that we've heard? And we've we're just touched the surface. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, the, the first people we visited, you know, they... they this guy says, where is God? Mm-hmm. You know, when 22 of my friends are slaughtered in front of me. Mm-hmm. And we never hear that stuff in the news <laughs> here. Mm-hmm. But I just thought, what kind of person would do all the, the, the severe persecution, the, the evil things that were done to these people? You know, what kind of human would do that? And man, I started having a real heart for sharing the gospel with those people mm-hmm. that they, I mean, there's something wrong with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, terribly wrong and maybe it's something that happened in their life I don't know or some the way they were trained <clears throat> but I just thought man this is how did they get to this point where they were so vicious well man we, we've heard uh, Afghanistan is in the news mm-hmm. I mean this is two three years later when you watch the news about Afghanistan and what's going on just recently mm-hmm. um, you know, what do you think about, Thais? What do you think about when, when you watch the news of the United States is withdrawing from Afghanistan? Uh, you know, what do you think about it? How has this experience made you rethink the news that we hear? My heart hurts. I, I don't. <laughs> Mine too. I don't cry often. Uh, mm. But 
a couple of Sundays ago at church, we were talking about it, and like I was just uncontrollable because I just kept crying because I, I kept thinking about the women, the children, yeah. the the those who are they don't have anybody to protect them. Those are the ones that we don't even know what's happening to them. Yeah. Um, so just, I mean, it really cuts to my core. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. What about you, Dave? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I'm heartbroken. Um, yeah, I don't think I have the words to, to describe how it feels, um, how it feel for them. I, I think it, it makes me feel at some point useless or powerless because there's nothing that we can do for them. Yes, we can pray for them, and, and that's, that's a powerful thing to do. But to know that, that there's nothing physically that we can do for them, it's just, <clears throat> it sucks. <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, you know, I, I experience the same thing. Every time I, I watch the news, and this is not just numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's the thing that, that came home to me. These are not numbers. And Tice, man, there's been many times I'm sitting in front of the television just tearing up because I'm like, I know I have seen what they are going to experience. Yeah. I, I've seen it. And yeah, there's that frustration. What do we do about this? Mm. I think it's interesting that every home that we went to, these refugees valued highly the fact that we were there, mm. but also that we prayed yeah. for them. Uh, I don't think I've ever heard a more powerful prayer, David, than your wife, Savannah, when she, when she was in my group and when we went to this home and she prayed over the family. Doesn't get more real than that right mm-hmm. there. So, yeah. In fact, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> you know, I just remember those moments of prayer. And when we got together at night, just uh, our thoughts and uh, sharing the stories together because we were in different places and we heard different mm-hmm. stories and we're just touching the surface mm-hmm. you know 55 families that we ministered to and it was uh, one of the more powerful experiences you know i i mean there was there was i, I thought it was interesting thais in the middle of all this we took a day off <laughs> right yeah. yeah and we went to jerusalem mm-hmm. and what was that like for you that that was incredible. Um, I tell people all the time, like I thought the furthest or the closest I would get to Jerusalem or Israel was like there's somewhere in Florida you could go experience Israel. It's like a knockoff or whatever. Uh, but yeah, to actually be there was, I mean, man, just walking through the Bible basically, um, visiting significant places that we read about, and it just really brought the Bible um, to life in a new way. So such a difference. Oh, yeah. Right from what we'd experienced, and <laughs> oh yeah, as a leader of the group, I was like, "Man, we have got to take a day off. We mm. can't do another day of this." Mm. So, what about you, David? Jerusalem, man. It's um, I tried to be a tough guy all the time, but I I think that day I was I was crying, um, just especially when we went to the garden tomb and and being at the the place where you know they believe Jesus uh, was buried, and I was like, I can't believe I'm standing right here yeah it is such a beautiful thing to to read it in in god's word but just to to experience mm-hmm. it in in person and just to see it you know live oh man it was it was life-changing for sure 
Yeah, and, and uh, Thais, you were baptized in the Jordan River. Mm-hmm. That was a pretty cool experience. That's very cool. Didn't expect that either. <laughs> Thought we were just talking to refugees. <laughs> yeah, and uh, frankly, we can't say who, but there was mm-hmm. a Muslim mm-hmm. who had accepted Christ, yeah. and we had the opportunity to be a cover mm-hmm. uh, for that Muslim and uh, and watch. And we could, we were told we couldn't celebrate more for him than others. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, it was just it was such a beautiful change. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, that really wasn't lost on me. You know, the, 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 the difference between listening to all these stories and really seeing the answer, mm-hmm. you know, the answer in God and his son, Jesus, that was pretty powerful to me. Uh, any, any, man, we could go on for a long time. <laughs> I know Scott, we've got to wrap this up, but, yeah. uh, uh, Tice, anything else you'd want to share with those, our listeners? Um, just to continue praying for those who are being persecuted, for those who are losing everything. Um, if you get a chance to go to Israel, go. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, don't forget about those who are who are suffering. Mm. Yeah, don't ever forget them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. David? Yeah, well, I'll say, yeah, praying for them as well. But I think we, we also need to take the challenge of praying for those who are persecuting them. Mm. I think sometimes we're, we're scared of, of praying for them and, and praying for change. But just to see what, what God with did Paul mm-hmm. and what God did with many of us, you know, uh, God can change their hearts and ju- just pray for, for ISIS, the Taliban, everyone out there who's persecuting these people. Uh, pray for them as well because you never know. God, God can do amazing things. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to thank you guys for being willing to share. Uh, man, that was, a, that was an incredible trip, but, but a rough trip. Mm-hmm. That was really rough. And uh, I just think there was a bonding of all of us. Uh, to see, you know, uh, life as it is in other places. And, uh, yeah, as I wa- I've watched on the news, man, I've just been praying. I don't, I don't even know them, mm-hmm. but I've seen them, mm-hmm. you know, in the faces yeah. of these families and absolutely praying as they're displaced all over the world mm-hmm. now in refugee camps and different places. The story's not over. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're, we're not talking about politics here. Mm-hmm. No. We're, we're talking about uh, God mm-hmm. and how he cares for these people. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what we're talking about. It's good. I've been drawn to a passage of scripture I want to read to close this out. In Psalm 146, the psalmist writes, Praise the Lord. Praise Yahweh, my soul. I will praise Yahweh all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. He is the maker of heaven and earth, the sea, and everything in them. He remains faithful forever. He upholds the cause of the oppressed and gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets prisoners free. The Lord gives sight to the blind. He lifts up, lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. He watches over the foreigner and sustains the fatherless and the widow. But he frustrates the ways of the wicked. And we need that prayer, I think, now more than ever in our world. So if you're interested in learning more about Dallas Christian College and how you too could participate in one of these Kingdom Week mission trips and have a life-changing experience similar to what David and Thais and Mark experienced, then you can check us out at www.dallas.edu. 
the mission of Dallas Christian College is to educate and mentor students to be people of influence, engaging in their calling to the work of Christ in the church and in the world. And that's what we're doing here, and I think you all experienced that. And I can tell that uh, the experience you had in 2018 definitely shaped your calling and had an impact on what you're doing for the kingdom of God now. So thank you, our listeners, for joining us. Feel free to share this podcast with anyone who you think would be encouraged by it. Continue to pray for our country, pray for our world, pray for those who are being persecuted around the world. Take care, stay safe, and we'll catch you next time at the DCC Leadership Podcast.